0: We will provide you with practical and cutting-edge approaches to continue getting clarity and direction on your path, mastering your mindset, and gaining confidence to tap into your inner wisdom so you can live on purpose. Welcome to another episode of With Clarity and Purpose. and. Today I'm honored to have this super special guest Stacy and she's a creative and passionate individual possessing a zest for life I love that raising two spirited daughters she has a very interesting journey because throughout her corporate career in people leadership and change management Stacey has always been an advocate for diversity, inclusiveness, and performance excellence. In the past year, she retired from her corporate director role, transitioning to entrepreneurship, where she now lives her truth every single day, inspiring others to do the same, as she created her own consulting, coaching, and speaking practice, Raise Your Results. What a powerhouse. How are you, Stacy? <laughs> I'm
1: so well. Much better now that I see you. You always just bring a smile to my face, so thank you.
0: Oh my God, you're so sweet. And Stacy lives in Alberta, Canada. And you may be thinking, how did you two connect with each other? Houston, Alberta, what's going on? It's funny. Stacey reached out to me via Instagram because she was doing this, was it 30 or 45 days challenge? 30
1: days, yeah.
0: 30 days challenge with a coach every single day. And she's also a coach. So she embraces the abundance mindset, which I love about her. And we just agreed on doing a live together in Instagram. And we just connected with each other's energy. And then we started that meaningful connection. So thank you so much, Stacey.
1: Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. That really is like so much of who you are is always just like saying yes to the chances and possibilities and just being (laughs) open to finding the good in them. And instantly, as soon as we connected, I was
0: like, and I love it because what really inspired me and empowered me about yourself is this abundance mindset. That's a coach and she was inviting coaches every single day into her platform. That's something you don't see every single day. So kudos to you. How did you get there? (laughs) Like having that abundance mindset. Yeah.
1: That's been a process. It's really like letting go that fear of not being good enough and that fear of black I mean, was prevalent growing up for me. And I've always been a really competitive person. Sport's been a big part of my life. So I believe there's a place for competition, but I've also just been a really big competitor with myself, trying to push myself all the time to become better. And when it came to inviting other coaches into the platform, it was like, listen, if we're here to teach and support and guide people in finding and uncovering their true purpose and passion, if yeah. that's really my greatest intention, then I have to recognize that not everybody and I are going to be on the same energetic wavelength. And if my role in helping them uncover is introducing them to somebody that is, then that's fulfillment
0: to me. That is so powerful, my friend, because I've gone through that journey myself. And I realized because there are people that they don't have in their podcast, another person that do similar things than them. And I've realized just the same thing that you said. If they connect more with that person, why not? It's in their best interest. Why would I be limiting them from connecting with a person that may be in alignment with them? You're the total embodiment of that, my friend. So I just okay. wanted to recognize that since the beginning.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I want to recognize it back with you because you're one of my few guests, though, that did even acknowledge that, and yeah. that was like so of you, and that's probably why we continue to discuss to this moment and have the (laughs) success that we are because the more we can give the more we can get i believe in the universal laws i study them and i think that's another big difference in coaches is that who actually does the work day in and day out and studying and recognizing that every day is an opportunity to discover more not only about the world around us but inside and i know that you and i are both just on this continuous evolution of becoming more each and every day so that's so exciting
0: I love. Hopefully, inspiring
1: thing. people to come with us. I know we are doing right. Like just we now, we're going is like exactly. <laughs> I've been saying like if it doesn't bring you inspiration, bring you more abundance or more pleasure in your life, then examine why you're doing it, and yeah, maybe I it doesn't need it. to be in your life anymore.
0: I read that in your intro, and I have a question for you coming up. But first, we want to know more about Stacy, who she is, where were you born, what has been your journey, my friend.
1: That's nice. I'm old, so it's going to take a long time to get there. No yes, well, <laughs> I have, I have to have this answer down pat, but I like to just kind of wing it at times. But I was really blessed. I have an incredible parents, really supportive, always have been. Growing up, I grew up in the province next to me, so I'm always, I'm Canadian through and through. I've lived in across Canada. I've lived in India and in different countries, like for a little short of time with work, but I'm Canadian bred and I've just been so blessed to experience So many positive things. I don't have a background of going to tell you that I was abused or I've smoked drugs and I've used alcohol probably to the point where I don't use it as much anymore and have these outside addictions, but not ever to a point where that was a defining moment that I hit this bottom and said, holy, I got to do something different from here. But really, my journey was one I think that can resonate with a lot of people around. I grew up middle class. We were from Catholic family. So it was always important to go to church. And I so I always believed in something higher than myself. And I'm thankful for my Catholic upbringing for the point that I'm not sure if I would have ever had that spiritual connection like I do now without going. But that being said, that also limited some of my beliefs in how to live our lives. But my goal was always to be able to, I always wanted to be a mom. So I knew I wanted to be a mom. I knew I wanted to go to university, get these check marks, have a six-figure earning salary yeah. where I could save for my retirement and save for my girls' schooling. And as long as I felt that as long as I could live and provide a life to my children as I was provide to myself, that would be a dream. And I did that. And at about 40 years old, I woke up, and I just wasn't in love with my life. And I couldn't put my finger on what was missing. I had great friends, like I said, a great family, a great job. I wasn't at the time in love with my husband, though. There was an opportunity there. But again, I was like afraid of really admitting that. But what I've come to realize is that everything that I had dreamt was possible, I achieved. But then I had just stopped dreaming. And I started getting busy with things that weren't adding a ton of value into my life. But because it was just so normal, everybody else was doing it to think, That it was wrong or that they can be improved on, I wasn't really even aware of as much. Yeah. And so my real spiritual healing and mindset journey happened just at that kind of time with my husband and I when we weren't connecting like we could. And I would try to just talk into it, but it just didn't ever seem like we were hitting. And I shared my story openly is this was years it went on for and I just remember thinking like oh my god I'm only 40 I can't not be having sex I'm a touchy person we (laughs) got to be doing these things and we weren't and instead of finding the strength and courage within myself and really stating and having that confidence that I wasn't happy and I didn't want this anymore I looked for that happiness outside of myself and I had an affair and I spoke actually to a lady yesterday. I'm going to just digress for a quick second. And she said, oh, I also have found an emotional connection outside my relationship. But I didn't have sex with them. So it's, to me, when I had my affair, it was the emotional connection that was yep. far more intimate than any physical action. I didn't have to sleep with this person to have not been present in my existing relationship. So I never truthfully regret that choice. I had to find that outside of myself, like in that way, because it made me feel alive again. It made me feel more than a mom, more than just a person at work, more than just this wife that had to take care of all the bills and everything. That so it allowed me to open up. Why I share this and why I think it's so important for people to realize is that it didn't have to be that way. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to then have the shame and the guilt and the lies that also came along with it. If I just would have stood in my truth and shared with my partner that, listen, right now we're not in residence. We're going different ways. We both want what's best for each other and for our children. And let's be honest, it's not with each other. And just really embrace that. I found that through the mindset journey is that's a gap in our self-worth and esteem. And that's what I had. So I'm glad it woke me up to having that affair did that to put me on this journey to realize that like happiness is a choice within and I'm deserving of that. But I share this story with others, I hope, so that they can learn that you can find that within. It's not outside of yourself. Yeah, so
0: I, I, I don't I, know where I
1: went with that. Totally. It wasn't very, no, I love story, it. but just it's being so really vulnerable and open about it. That yeah. really started my journey because if at the time somebody would told me that I lacked confidence, I wouldn't have believed them. I would have told them they're wrong
0: yeah. because
1: In my mind, I didn't because I still love myself and I was doing really well with the things that we thought we'd get check marks for. But if I didn't realize how much of it's an inside journey and that for the life I was living, I didn't lack confidence, but I didn't love my life. And so I wanted more. And so that's where the gap was. And so I really just focused in
0: on that. I love that. And honestly, what I love the most about that example is that many people prefer to ignore a situation or run away from a situation rather than facing it and having those difficult conversations that will feel so uncomfortable based on your journey. Do you think that was based on that self-worth and that confidence? What do you think prevented you from having that upfront conversation? In this case with your husband, but many people face it with their friends or their family. They don't stand in their own don't truth, like, like you said. So don't what do you like- think prevented you from that? And what have you learned that you're doing differently now? And you're like, OK, this is my truth. I'm just going to speak it up and let's go. Yeah, I love that fear. fear.
1: what people. I was recovering. people. I've done so many things for these check marks. That's the other piece of it is that when we really came to it, like one day, what really also opened my eyes is somebody said to me, what is your dream? And I instantly went into sharing, I hope my kids will be productive members of society, that I want to get them into their school and these types of things. And they're like, OK, that's a great dream for your kids. But what about you? And it was <laughs> yeah. in that moment. I was just like, holy, f- I don't know. Like, I guess my dream was, I don't know. Like nothing big, like my next big was to save for my retirement, but I already knew the how I was doing that. So that's what really, I think, woke me up to figuring out, oh, the reason I've achieved the success today is because this was part of my dream. But I didn't allow myself to continue dreaming because I didn't realize the power of our imagination and having that goal and being spiritual beings and always looking for that further expansion and growth. And I became stagnant. And so what stopped me from being having more was the fear then that I had been conditioned around what will other people think? You have the stuff that everybody wants. Like how selfish of you to want more? That was like my black mindset. And then I was like, that's not really selfish. Selfish is not showing the world all the gifts that are still waiting to be unwrapped within me. Selfish is me lessening myself To let other people shine versus trying to challenge them to bring out their best self. I'm done with trying to like shadow down so that other people can shine brighter. That's not my role. I want to shine brighter to inspire them to come. And so I think it was fear what other people will think, fear of failing ultimately, but it was in realizing those fears and like thinking through them to say, oh, wait a second, Stace. You've never let yourself down in the past. Why would this be any different? why not follow your heart and do something? And so that's where I just made the decision to find that happiness that although I admit this middle life age, that there was like, no society had to say it was the top of my mountain and I was going down. Also, my purpose came and uncovered that I was like, it's my purpose to help other people that are my age who have achieved a certain level of success, but still aren't understanding why they can't aren't It's not that we're not happy, but we're not in love again and inspired and excited to wake up in the morning. No, that's just because we've lost sight of what's most important to us. So let's rediscover that and use this age as a platform to soar.
0: There are many people disengaged from life. They wake up, they do what they're supposed to do, but they're not engaged. They don't have that fire. And that's what I love that our businesses is to let people, to guide people, reignite Ignite that fire within them, which they have already. It's just dormant at times, which it happened to you, which is awesome. That and it's helps- a journey,
1: right? Like it didn't journey. wake up and I'm like, oh, sh-. Like, here we go. You said ignite and I love that ignite. Even in my own journey, at first I thought, okay, we're evolving. It's that evolution becoming. And then I felt like it was like unlocking and unleashing this inner beast that we have. We're almost afraid of him or her sometimes because we don't know. What's going to happen? But it was in that study, even of, with Dr. Joe, I was fall more in love with the vision of your future versus the memories of the past. Like, the only limits we have are the ones we place on ourselves. But that's a f- scary sometimes to admit. But then it's unlocking and unleashing, but it's also this like uncovering. Because yeah. I know with, especially with your podcast with clarity and purpose, sometimes it's almost like people are like, Oh, I got to find my purpose. I yes. believe we
0: we're born with our purpose. Exactly. Yeah, me too. And
1: so it's that uncovering and allowing yourself to really be vulnerable. And with my stories, even around like getting on my relationships and things like that, I never gave myself a chance to be vulnerable because I almost looked at it as a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. And I'd always just carried on. Like, I'm, I've been told I'm strong. I know I'm strong. I'm determined. I have these little goals. I never like goals bigger than what I knew I could do, but like going. But my point in sharing that is that I think a really big part of uncovering our purpose and living with clarity is like recognizing the power of being vulnerable. And there is no courage or strength unless we're willing to open up. And until we are willing to admit where we are, then no matter where our goals are, we won't get to them because we need to have a first starting point. And so that was really my starting point was, okay, I didn't end my marriage the way I had thought it would. In fact, it ended, that wasn't really a goal. But now that I have, what is this message in this mess? How can I use this to inspire others? And even myself, my kids, and even my partner, like we're closer friends now than we ever were when we were together because we just had to, like you said, had those difficult conversations. But who said they had to be difficult?
0: Yeah, we made it difficult in our minds, even before right. it happens. And therefore we show up that way. <laughs> right? <Like laughs> because we, we have this we, preconceived notion.
1: Yeah, like we almost trick ourselves. I remember tricking myself to be like, it's easier, he'll accept it better if he doesn't just know the
0: truth. Yeah. That's so yeah, crazy. Yeah.
1: But you can build that story up. Mm-hmm. And that, this yeah. is why I love what you and I both do, because for the most part, We live more in fear in our minds than it would even happen. And yet we know what we think becomes our reality. So it's Mm -hmm. so important to become aware of those unconscious thoughts so that we can find it and create the result that we really want. And it's just a matter of switching the thoughts and the feelings.
0: Yeah, I love that. We have said it over and over what you focus on you experience consciously, you can just focus in a big piece of information out of the whole picture. So when you focus on fear, then you're looking for it. And your mind is a mega computer. And it's okay, you're focusing on fear, let's find that fear It's like laser focus. That's right. Yeah, when you focus on what you want, then you start finding those opportunities. And that. Hope and those people, those connections. I think also a big fear is the fear of uncertainty. When you said about dreaming, I'm with you. I'm like, you got to have a North Star in your life, right? Because in the worst days of your life, the only hope you have is the hope of a better tomorrow, is that tomorrow might be better or the next second might be better. So that North Star is the direction that really creates momentum for you to continue moving forward. And in that North Star, faith is necessary, faith that things are going to happen for you. Faith, because there is no guarantees. There is no certainty. You're just operating in uncertainty, which, by the way, is the present moment. Because in the present moment, you don't know what's going to happen next. You're just there in the creation zone. Love it. So I think many people, and I ask my clients all the time, uh, to create their avatar, their ideal avatar. And I asked them, let's dream big because it's your North Star, right? Shoot for the moon and you are land in the stars. Let's dream big. And many of them seem like dream. When was the last time I gave myself p- permission to dream? So I think there is also this fear of uncertainty and of thinking big, like you said, because then if we have this vision, we are afraid that we may be failing or we may succeed you have both
1: it's so true it's like that quote right like faith and fear both require you to believe in the invisible what are you going to and yet we've been just so conditioned at times and we accept it i would take radical responsibility for my thoughts but it's easier to live in fear and then that like you said more of that will show up in your life and yet like the best way to predict our future is to create it from the unknown you're absolutely right. Because it's in that unknown moment that all possibilities exist. And then I think that like it's so important to reiterate for people is that you won't want something like locked into that desire to make it big enough to be your North Star if it wasn't meant for you. Yeah. We're not put things on our hearts that aren't meant for ourselves. Now if you aren't like achieving it, then that is the time to ask yourself, like is this still really important to me? Is this a desire? Am I locked in? And does it excite me. When I wake up in the morning, is that what I'm thinking? When I go to sleep, is that what I'm thinking of? And I a hundred percent agree with you around the dream and people like we ask people all the time, what do you want? And he can't answer that. That's my, uh, so again, why we're so aligned in our coaching and in our message sharing is that if you can't answer, that's why you feel stuck. That's vibe. why. Yeah. Because it, we, our wants are the baseline for our goals and our desires. And when we want more, that's just the essence of our spirit. It's for continuous expansion and growth. So I believe when people ask me that in the past that I felt like a layer of guilt for it because potentially I would grow up saying, having people say, you're luckier than most. That's not luck, first of all. We intend yeah, to not it. luck. And just because I want more doesn't mean that I'm not grateful for what I have. grateful and faith are the foundations of it. And then that allows you to walk into the abundant mindset, which allows you to start to expand. What is it that
0: I want? Totally. And saying that someone is lucky is not recognizing that unlimited potential within you. And it's using that as an excuse to not pursue what you're meant to. You're not lucky. You have worked for it. You have been put focused. You're like me. We are personal development junkies and we practice (laughs) What we coach, which is so important in a coach to have that integrity of, hey, I show up the way I also ask you to show up, right? Yeah, we study every day and we do the work. Yeah. And human,
1: are there days that doubt or that fear creeps in? Heck 100%. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. it's shortening the refractionary period. It's recognizing it quicker so that it doesn't become something that sticks with me all day. Brings down my energy vibes, and then I can attract more of that into my life because I love what you said. Where we place our focus is where our energy goes. Yeah. And so, if we want to, whatever you want to find, you're going to find it. That's it. Yeah. A lot of people I know, I you probably incurred it too. Even myself, when I first went on my personal development journey and invested significantly with myself to work with Bob Proctor, I remember thinking, "Is this even real? Is this going to help me?" And then you're like, I was just like, you can find both because then you, if you, again, when you go back to universal laws, there's good and bad in everything. So what you will look for, you will find. So if I wanted to believe that it was full of, shit, it would be, <laughs> but if I wanted yourself. to, yeah, you'll right? case. Yeah. exactly. But how was that going to help me? How was that going to help me? And so then I started. what would help me? What would the belief I would have to have? What would be the self-image I need to incorporate to move me in the direction of where I want to go? And what would happen if I started to have more faith in that, than the fear of it not happening? And then that's really where things just changed.
0: I love that so much. And I always tell my coaching clients, like you said, we have fear. I have fear every time I do something new. Every time I'm launching something new in my business or doing something new or have a challenge, I have fear. And what I tell my coaching clients is to learn to expect that fear there. To not create resistance, but to be like, oh, fear, you're here. That means I'm on the right track. As long as that actually is aligned with you. I mean, it's going to be there anyways. The important part is, like you said, to move forward, to take action. To
1: move forward. And you know what's so important when we say around that fear is that that's when you know you're growing. Like you said, it's right on the right track. Because if you aren't experiencing that fear when we're not, then we're doing things that are in alignment with our current sense of thinking, with our current logic. And when we think about that, then that just means that we're going to continue to get the same results as we have in the past. So if we want more, we've got to get to that place where it's that unknown, where you're stepping up, but you're stepping with the confidence in knowing that you can in like really integrating that behavior into your faith, into your belief in yourself and in the possibilities and in the knowing. If you can see it in the screen of your mind, then it's already here. We manifest every freaking day, whether we're conscious of it or not. But most times that people are thinking more of what they don't want than what they do want. And that's why more of that happens and comes into their lives. So it's so important to gain that clarity of what it is that you want, and then only allow yourself to think of that. And for me on my journey, that has been the key. It's gaining that clarity of what you want. Like you said, allowing yourself to start to dream again. And in there, getting excited.
0: I love it. So everything started with your relationship, right? When you realize I need to speak my truth, I need to walk in alignment, right? What happened okay. after? What other big milestone happened after that?
1: Again, no coincidences. My past crossed with Bob Proctor. And if anyone doesn't know, I highly suggest go look. If you ever watch The Secret, and he's one of the most like mm-hmm. foremost thought leaders and wealth builders in the world. And it was interesting because I was like listening to something I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to work with this man. I have to work with this man. So I call and. They're like, okay, it's $30,000 U.S. And I'm in Canadian. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's 40 grand. Are you crazy? And literally that was my thinking at that time. Holy, there's no way. And I guess that's where I just sat back and said, but Stacy, you were more, we know if we allow ourselves to admit and get over that fear, I just knew there was more and I was like, just preoccupying myself with mundane and things that weren't bringing me the fulfillment that I wanted. So I said, yes. And I didn't know how the money would be there. And I just took this leap of faith. And Bob would always say, you don't have the money now because you don't need it. <laughs> you don't need it till you make the decision. And sure enough, I. You start like living on a higher vibe, you start living on this other thing and then more opportunities come in to earn it back. And so that was really a big milestone for me was making that decision to invest in myself like that and to take this chance. And I thought to myself, oh, you know what? I'll give myself five years. I was 45 at the time. And I thought by the time I'm 50, then I'll be able to leave corporate world. And honestly, in it, like within a year and a half, It had just in the belief in the study that this is really where my heart is. And I started to feel actually like in corporate world, like I did in my marriage, I'm not showing up as my best self. I do love it this way, but I want to be in consulting and helping other leaders and companies to build their people versus like actually executing and how I was. And I guess that was also a milestone is like even recognizing that feeling and then choosing to do different. And I was like, no, it's time now. And so you're never ready. (laughs) <laughs> I guess the message I think that's so important is that if we consistently wait for the time to be right, it won't be because the time it's same as that money. It won't be till you make a decision that you're going to go and then we create it. But those were the big ones. And then seeing my girls now create their own dreams and live their own lives. And they're only 14 and 11. But now they've been around the material for a few years as well that it's just really exciting. Like before they go to school, my one daughter, she was only getting C's. And I said, well, honey, what do you want to get? And she said, I want to get these A's and the B's. And no word of a lie. Like she started to like journal about it, write it down, see herself. She started to do more things that would like result in that. And last year she finished like with A's and B's, which was, it was but just, I love it. Yeah. So Just all of those things. Yeah. Nothing really specific, but I think that's what it has to be now is realizing that it's not these big aha moments. It's these little consistent things that have an interest that just equate. And then all of a sudden one day, like I told you, I was in Mexico last week. I would have never thought of just going on a vacation by myself to Mexico and having that time. And yet here I am. And knowing that's what brought me inspiration and fun right now. And I went and did it. It
0: was amazing. I love that so much. And I feel sometimes we also have that fear of committing to ourselves. Like people have this fear and I used to have it too around commitment, you commitment to your dream, commitment to your growth. Because whenever you put it out there, then it means that you got to follow through. And people are like, no, it's, it's outside of your comfort zone. And the thermostat always wants to bring you back to the temperature where you are comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. I, I love that you took that commitment and you are like, because here's the thing: when you break through and you embrace that new identity of yourself, because now you're thinking, now you're behaving, and now you're feeling different, the old Stacy is gone. So I'm not surprised that you didn't wait five years. You're like, I'm ready, like I'm aligned. Let's do this. Why wait? And the thing is that.
1: You glow different. You show up different. Yeah, like absolutely. I saw this picture yeah. of me the other day. And like I said, I love saying you don't have to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. Exactly. Because, yeah. And that's, I guess, we even I didn't articulate it well when I was saying my story as well as I could have. But it really was that like I didn't have to fall down before I realized that we want more. But I think that's the challenge with people because like when people hit rock bottom, they only have one way to go but up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But when we're comfortable, it's dangerous because... We can just live comfortable forever in fear of that falling, but, but never realizing our potential and living fully. And so that's where I say we can choose to change in a state of suffering or pain or want to join inspiration. And why wait to that diagnosis? Why wait till your relationships break down until you become somebody that you really aren't, but you did that behavior? I'm not a cheater and I'm a liar, but I cheated and I lied.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so then
1: I had to go over and get past the shame and the guilt that came around with that, where again, like just decide that you are worthy and you are worthy because you are, I think honestly, with most things, like, especially as I went down the layering, like at first I thought, Oh, I don't do that because I'm a procrastinator because I'm a shiny ball. And those were true too. But those were the layers that had come into really came down to do I feel I'm worthy of all I desire. Yeah. And, and if I say yes, then that fear dissipates That's because it. then you just know that whatever meant to be will be, and you believe from that place. And so I just really encourage people that if you're not waking up inspired and it's no, it is every day because you reconnect to that purpose. And the something that says I'm showing up for the best of me, which makes me a better mom, which yeah. makes me a better partner, which makes me a better boss or employer or whatever, a better sister, a better daughter, whatever that is important to you, but you can't give what you don't have.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. And I love that in your intro, of course, I didn't say the whole intro that you sent me, but oh, <laughs> you say, I believe that if it doesn't bring you inspiration, wealth or pleasure, get it out of your life unlock and unleash your truth, living integrity, basically. So I love that so much of you. And I think you embody that completely. And I agree with not waiting until you hit crisis to make a change. The same thing with you. Like, I really like my corporate job. I like the environment. I like the people. And it was a decision that I wanted to embrace my potential and move towards a bigger aspiration that I've had for years and years to come. But just like you, I also had a breaking point a few years back where I hit crisis and then I started changing and I made a promise to myself that no more, that was not going to happen again. (laughs) So I love that we have those commonalities. So that's awesome.
1: Yeah, you're so right. And you said about it before, I just want to touch back on it. Like the equation is simple. Yeah. You make a decision of what you want and you decide to take action.
0: Yeah, that's it. Take action. The
1: challenge is staying persistent and committed and dedicated. Just because you become aware doesn't mean that all of a sudden the gates are open and all of your desires are presented on a gold platter. You will incur obstacles. You will incur challenges. There will be dips or will be questions, but it's remaining persistent and dedicated and committed, as you said, to yourself and to your goal that you're worthy of it. And then that's really where we expand and we grow. And what we come to realize is that these goals are nice at the end of the day to get things, but it's actually not the real gift. The gift is who you're becoming in that journey, right? And so that's what's so exciting. And I do really now love to talk into pleasure because I feel as women, one thing that we i very rarely speak to a woman. I'm sure you're similar, so... I'll ask you that question after is that one that doesn't be there to help other people first. And it's almost like we are raised that as one, we're there to make sure everybody is happy and that our happiness comes from others. And there's a degree of that that is true. But if we don't realize that happiness first needs to come from ourselves, then we, when times are challenging and maybe we're not connecting with our partners or stuff, we start to blame. And then I think that's what causes friction between partners, especially when you've been with them for a long time, because you're used to them bringing them happiness and all of a sudden you're not. And then you're like, I don't know. It's not for me. I'd rather spend time with my girlfriends or I'd rather have a glass of wine or I'd rather do this. Mine was shopping. But it's really important to realize that it's not your partner's or your friend's job to make you happy. It's yours. So we can only do that when we get back in touch with ourselves. And I love now really talking about that mind-body and spirit connection and really trying to find that pleasure, not just on an emotional spiritual level, but on a physical level and being comfortable with yourself. Because if we can't bring our pleasure to ourselves, I mean, from bedroom to the boardroom, then there is a gap in our confidence. And so many strong, independent women that are great when it comes to the corporate world And they're living their truth. But when they come back to the bedroom, they're afraid to share what it is that they really want. And that's like really one of my main missions too, is helping women to be able to take that confidence from the bedroom to the boardroom so that we can speak our truth and realize that was the conditioning that was done when we were really young. Like I grew up thinking that it was wrong to please myself, to pleasure myself. So then I'm not experiencing that type of physical pleasure until I'm with my first partner, let's say. But my partner, he doesn't, never been told how to pleasure a woman. And he touches me the same way that he touched himself. And instantly from that moment, I say to him, you know what, as long as you're happy, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And right away, our self-esteem and self-worth is put to the back burner. And so, I really think it's important that we start having these conversations around pleasuring ourselves and talking with our kids so that those emotional impacts, being intimate with a person the first or second time
0: that stick with us, shows that
1: our feelings of pleasure in the bedroom are just as important as anyways. And then we can start to speak our truth in all areas. I feel we
0: need to have another podcast episode around pleasure. Only my friend, because I feel this is a very deep topic.
1: I would love to. I I should have maybe got into a little bit because it is really important. I don't even think that we're aware of how much that's impacting us. And then I find now I talk about this because I'm out there dating and I meet, and then I feel men, I think it's so important for women to embrace too, because men have that same type of complex because then they're used to being the ones in the bedroom now that do get that pleasure, right? And now when they don't, let's say for whatever reason, because maybe they have passed stuff that's in their minds or they're just not in the mood that day or whatever, it's become more of a mental game as we age too, that the woman all of a sudden again feels insecure because she's based her worthiness in the bedroom on whether or not and her partner colors. is satisfied. Yeah. I think
0: so that's so genius, My friend, I think that's genius. I need to bring you back and let's talk all pleasure.
1: <laughs> because all, I know all day you can't separate the mind from the body and You know, exactly that. You know, you are doing an incredible job out there sharing these messages around clarity and purpose. Mm -hmm. And I thank you even for giving me the opportunity to share a little bit about mine.
0: Oh my God. Thank you so much, Stacey. I've enjoyed this conversation so much. And I feel every time I talk to you, I learn so much. And you are such a light in this universe. So I really appreciate you. As we conclude, I'm going to give a rapid fire question to you. Just tell me the first answer that comes to mind are you ready okay <laughs> pleasure no just kidding all oh, answers <laughs> what's your favorite book my favorite book outwitting the devil Ooh, i haven't heard about, about that one we gotta go so you'll have
1: to read it it's think and grow rich is on my back i think and grow rich ultimately by yeah. napoleon hill but a few years after actually i think it was pretty recent after napoleon hill wrote thinking grow rich he wrote outwitting the devil but they never published it till 2011. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend you to read it.
0: Okay, now I'm so curious. Who is your biggest role model? My dad. Oh, that's so nice. I love it.
1: He just loves without expectation.
0: Oof, like selfless love. Beautiful. What's the most important piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Never stop dreaming. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's such a powerful, really phrase to conclude this interview, my friend. I love your journey. I love your mission, ambition. I'm sure our listeners are inspired by your story and everything else. Where can they find you?
1: Yeah, by all means, please reach out. I'm on Instagram at Stacey Van Thun. Also under Raise Your Results. I got both pages. I'm not sure what I'm doing with both of them. And then Facebook, you can find me, Stacey Van Thun. And my website is raiseyourresults.ca. So amazing find there
0: thank, thank, you you so so Aww, thank
1: you
0: so much for sharing today oh thank you so much Stacy I really appreciate you I'm pleased to the listeners thank you for tuning in if you found this episode helpful please share with your friends and family we are here to serve we are here to serve and that's our main focus really so thank you so much Stacy and thank you everyone much love okay much love Thank you so much for listening at With Clarity and Purpose. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sharing is caring. Please share with your friends and family so we can continue building an empowered community together. I'll see you next week.